Well, I was just an average guy among ordinary people. We lived, I suppose, like most people do during difficult days and dark times. We worked hard, kept our heads low, and just tried to stay out of trouble. I, like every good Jew, hated being under the thumb of Rome. We wondered, how could God continue to allow His chosen people to live subjugated to a godless regime? Long ago, through the prophets, God had promised that He would send His Messiah, a Savior who would rescue us out of the hands of our enemies. So we waited and prayed and waited When would God send this Deliverer? I I remember the first time that I heard the Baptizer. I had heard about large crowds that were going out from Jerusalem and from all over Judea and were going down across the, the, the Jordan to the far side and there they went to hear some mountain man preacher named John. I heard he lived as a hermit out in the wilderness all by himself. Rumors were that he he survived on a diet of wild honey and locusts. And it just makes me cringe every time I even say that. But they say, he's a mighty prophet of God. So one day, I was down in Jerusalem and about to go back home to Galilee and I, I thought, I might just take a detour off the main road. And I joined up with the crowd that was going across to the east side of the Jordan, going right up to the edge of the wilderness to see what all the fuss was about. And I must say, when I saw Him, He was a sight to behold. Wild, bushy hair! This rugged, ragged mountain man! He had this long flowing beard that was kind of matted and and his clothes were made out of camel's hair tied together with a long leather belt tied around his waist. But when he opened his mouth and spoke, he was like nothing I had ever heard before. Prepare the way of the Lord! Make straight His path in the wilderness! Repent, he said, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was, he was bold and fearless as he spoke. He spoke with such conviction, such power. There were a bunch of Pharisees and Sadducees that had come down because they don't like anybody that might be messing with their, with their popularity, they think, and their, their power. John saw him. He was not ever afraid to confront those in power, those in authority with their sin and their hypocrisy. And he just looked right at them and he said, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come? Oh, the crowd loved that. How they loved seeing these pompous, arrogant hypocrites being called out by this mountain preacher. People asked him, Are you the Christ? He said, no. He said, well, then are you Elijah the prophet? He said, no. Well, who are you then? 
that I am like the one of whom Isaiah spoke, a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. He continued, he said, I baptize with water. But among you stands one whom you do not know. One who comes after me, who the lace of his sandals I am not worthy to untie. Just as clear as day. This John was saying, he's here to prepare the way for Messiah. And the Messiah is somewhere here among us. That got my attention. Now, I've always considered myself a good Jew. Right there, right then, I knew I needed to confess my sins. And I did. I repented, confessed my sins, and I was baptized by John there in that Jordan River. I wanted to make sure I was ready if the Messiah showed up. Well, I decided I might just stick around for a few days or longer. I wanted to to soak in more of the learning that John opened up and taught from the Scriptures. I wanted to draw closer to God. And I wanted to be around if the Messiah did show up. That didn't set so well with family back home when I didn't immediately make it back from my trip. I, they, they said that I was shirking my responsibilities to the family business. Well, if the Messiah really was among us, how could I go back to fishing? So days with John turned into weeks, which turned into a few months. Every day John would preach. People came by the thousands. And people were coming by the hundreds to be baptized. One day as John was there baptizing, he paused with this one man. As I was assisting, I was close enough I could hear John was whispering some protests. He said, no, I should be baptized by you. This man insisted and John baptized him, and as he was pulling him out of the water, John exclaimed, I see the Spirit of God coming like a dove settling on this man. Needless to say, we were astounded. But then this voice came from heaven like a thunder. This is my beloved Son. In Him... I am well pleased. We were dumbfounded. Just stood there with our jaws hanging down in amazement as this man just walked out of the water and disappeared into the crowd. John never gave any word of explanation. He never said anything further. He just went back to baptizing. I was dying. I started quietly just going around asking person after person until I found someone who could give me a name. Who was that man? I said, well, that's Jesus from Nazareth. He built a table for me a while back. The carpenter. I didn't know what to think. 
The next day we were out again. John was preaching as usual. And suddenly he paused and he looked over that way. And as I looked, I could see there was that Jesus again walking, walking up. And John said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This was the one of whom I was speaking when I said, After me comes one who is greater than me because he was before me. John said, I myself did not know him. But this is why I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Now I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of of God. Jesus just kept walking on by. I was so confused. Surely John was saying that he's the Messiah. But Lamb of God? What a strange title for a king. I've heard many rabbis talk about the Messiah. They said he's going to be the greatest ruler of all, the great king, the mighty warrior. They even borrowed at times a, a title out of the an obscure thing out of the end of, of Genesis, where it speaks of the lion from the tribe of Judah. So I've heard rabbis speak of lions and the Messiah. But never in my life have I heard one rabbi talk of the Messiah as a lamb. Can you imagine? Lambs don't rule. Lambs don't conquer. Lambs don't attack. Lambs don't fight. Lambs don't even defend themselves. Lambs just get killed and become dinner. I was so confused. And yet here was John clearly saying that this Jesus is the one that he that he came to reveal. And also he called him the Son of God. And then there was that voice we heard from heaven yesterday. And yet this Jesus looked nothing like a Messiah that I could imagine. He was not regal, royal, rich. He did not look like a valiant warrior. There was nothing dashing about Him. In fact, the most outstanding thing about Him was that He looked so ordinary. It was the next day. It was just John and myself and a friend who was also a follower of John's. We were there talking when again I looked up and there was this Jesus walking toward us. And again John stopped and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Well, that did it. I I simply 
couldn't let him get away again. And so I just started walking after him. My friend followed along with me and we followed behind him just a ways just to see what we could see. We walked for a while and then suddenly he stopped and turned around looked right at us and said, what are you looking for? I was so startled, felt so foolish, and I was embarrassed, and I couldn't think of anything to say. And I just said, Rabbi, where are you staying? He said, well, come, and you'll see. And so we followed along. It wasn't very long we came to this place, very humble quarters where he was staying. He sat down and we sat down. It was about mid-morning and we spent the rest of that day just listening and watching as he talked to people who came in and went out. Occasionally he talked with us. Finally, as the day began to draw to a close, I, I could contain myself no longer. The longer I sat there, the longer I watched, the more convinced I became that John was absolutely right. This man had to be the Messiah. And I just had to tell somebody. So I politely excused myself and I, and I left. And I had heard that my brother was in town. And so I went searching him out and finally I found him and I said, you, you won't believe this! I found the Messiah! Yes! the one the prophets have been speaking about. And my brother just looked at me and said, you're nuts. He said, no, really? You've got to come see him. Well, he didn't believe me, but he humored me. He came along. and We, we came to that little house, went inside. And as soon as Jesus saw my brother, he looked him right in the eyes. And he said, you, you are Simon, son of Jonas. From now on, you are Peter. What's that? <laughs> yes, it's that Simon Peter. <laughs> yes, you're right. That would make me his brother. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm, I'm Andrew, or as most people seem to know me, Simon Peter's little brother. It's okay, I'm used to it by now. <laughs> what? Yes, you're right. That I was the first disciple of Jesus. But Peter gets all the credit. You're right again. <laughs> really, I'm used to it. I'm okay with it. And the truth is, all I really want, and, I, and all really Peter wants as well, is for all the attention to be on Jesus, not on us. Well, there's so much more to my story, but that began the most glorious years of my life. Walking, talking, living, eating, drinking, listening, learning, just living with Jesus. You know, from that moment on, I never really gave much more thought to John's words. Frankly, there really wasn't time. It seems like we just spent all of our time just trying to keep up 
Jesus always kept us moving and He kept us in awe and He kept us in wonder and quite frankly, He kept us in often in just a lot of confusion because there was so much we didn't understand. We just kept waiting. We just kept hoping that one day He would just rip back His tunic and there would be the robes of the King. That He would suddenly reveal Himself in glory to everyone as the Son of God whom we, His followers, had come to, to know so clearly that He surely was the Son of God. We were hoping and waiting for Him to take His rightful place on the throne of David, rule Israel and vanquish Rome. And all the world would come and sit at His feet. We hoped for that all the way up till they hung Him on the cross. It really wasn't until three days later, that Sunday, when He rose from the dead. And I'd heard reports and hadn't seen Him. And we were there that evening locked in that room. And suddenly He just appeared with us. I knew He was then alive. He sat down. And He just began to go through, to walk through the Scriptures and explain it to us. And there, for the first time, the lights came on. It became so clear. Only then did I realize that the same Scriptures which taught about Messiah as a ruler, also taught about a sacrificed lamb. Beginning there early in the Scriptures, those opening chapters where God Himself performed the very first sacrifice to provide covering, clothing for Adam and Eve when they were caught in the shame of that first sin. And then, on Mount Moriah with Abraham and Isaac, as God provided a ram to spare the life of Abraham's son, Isaac. And then, at the time of the Exodus in the Passover, who's there with the lamb that was sacrificed, whose blood saved the lives of the Israelites and rescued them out of out of bondage to Egypt. And then He was there in the the lambs that were sacrificed every morning and every evening in the tabernacle and in the temple for the sins of the people. He was there in the prophet Isaiah when He spoke of the exalted servant of God whom we all knew was the Messiah. But He goes on and says, He was a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, like one from whom we hid our faces. He was smitten of God and afflicted, and the punishment that brought us peace was upon Him. He was bruised for our transgressions. He was wounded for our iniquities. By His wounds we are healed. Suddenly it all became so clear. How could I have missed it for so long? How could we all have missed it? 
This John's words came rushing back to me. For that moment, for the first time, they came rushing back. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus came as Messiah, but He came to save us from an enemy far greater than Rome. He came to rescue us from sin and death. He defeated our enemy not as a valiant warrior, but as a lamb who died in our 